Welcome to Mental Health in Minnesota, produced by NAMI Minnesota, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, a nonprofit organization dedicated to improving the lives of children and adults with mental illnesses and their families. Visit NAMI Minnesota online at namihelps.org. Hi, my name is Brian Jost. I'll be your host. Thanks for listening. Welcome to episode one. NAMI Minnesota is celebrating its 40th anniversary year of providing education, support, and advocacy. The organization took on the legislature for the first time in 1976 and incorporated in 1977. Part of this celebration is the recognition of 40 people who have shaped and are shaping the history of the organization. Some of those stories will be heard through this podcast. Others will be in video presentations or in written form in the Advocate newsletter, NAMI's e-newsletters, and on our website. This episode is one of the 40 stories of hope related to our 40th anniversary. Today we have Rita Lancaster recording. And Rita, let's start off by you just telling me a little bit about yourself and what was your journey that brought you to NAMI and your your connection to NAMI. Okay, well, I got to NAMI because our uh, wonderful, talented, enthusiastic son, Brad, was diagnosed with schizophrenia in the 70s when he was in his 20s. He was in college and he just wasn't making it. And um, uh, the services that he received just weren't adequate. Uh, um, My husband and I both were really just searching and unhappy with it and unhappy with Brad because he didn't seem to be cooperating. And um, in the early 80s, we lived in Richmond, Indiana, and a social worker told me that about NAMI. Uh, she realized that I didn't like the services that her organization was delivering. And um, so I looked into it, and we got a NAMI chapter started in Richmond, Indiana. And then about the same time, um, there were a couple of other NAMI chapters in the state, and people decided to organize a state NAMI in Indiana. And uh, in 1990... We moved to St. Paul, and I occasionally would go to a NAMI affiliate in downtown St. Paul. It was led by Dave Nass and Judy Nass. Uh, and then about 1992, as I look back, <laughs> a long time ago now, um, I went to a state conference and happened to get acquainted with Bumps and Bonnie Brown. They were from Wasika. And it turned out that Bumps was on the state uh, Minnesota NAMI board. And um, I picked up some information about something called Journey of Hope that was an educational program and also a support program. And it sounded to me like something that we could really benefit from personally, the Lancaster family, uh, and that others would benefit from it too. So I lobbied around for that, but NAMI Minnesota at that time uh, really needed some new leadership, and that executive director just gave me no encouragement at all. But people like Bumps and others I talked to, you know, would say, well, yeah, it sounds expensive, but really does sound good. So I think it was about 1993, the new executive director was a man named John Whalen. 
and uh, I, I started lobbying him, and, and he sounded positive about it. And at the same time, about that same time, I was invited to join the NAMI board, the NAMI uh, for the state of Minnesota. And I wasn't sure I wanted to do that, but uh, <laughs> it worked out that I did. And to my surprise, John Whalen right away got the funding for Journey of Hope. So that's kind of my stu- awesome. my story in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> and tell me more about Journey of Hope and then what happened with Journey of Hope yeah, after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, it took quite a bit of money to bring it here. It was um, uh, originated in New England, and the, uh, a psychologist named uh, Joyce Berlin had, was really the force behind it, but she had a cohort that got it going. And uh, the way it works is somebody comes from national, in our case it was Joyce Berlin herself, uh, that came to train um, 12 or 15 of us to be teachers in the Journey of Hope education program. It had two programs, an educational program and then a support group program. So we started with the education program. And um, 12 or 15 of us were trained. And uh, it's basically a series of classes that meet for two and a half hours for 12 weeks. And... um, and you only want about 20 people in the class. You don't want a small class uh, because people, you know, interact a lot. But you also don't want a huge class. So, and of course, my husband was saying, two and a half hours for 12 <laughs> weeks? Who would do that? <laughs> mm-hmm. So he never did take the classes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the, the class attendees being... Family members. Yes, it's peer education. In other words, the teachers are family members and the class members are all family members. And in addition to that, you're getting education on two different levels. One is you learn about mental illness and you learn what your family member who's mentally ill you, you learn some techniques for helping that person. And then the other level is you're learning about yourself and your mm-hmm. own reaction to this horrible news that somebody has mental illness. So it's peer education and it's education on two levels as far as information mm-hmm. goes. And then am I, am I right that the, that program, Journey of Hope, then became family to family. Yes, and, uh, and uh, did you see that? Were you right with we, that transition? Yeah, when we started, it was Journey of Hope, and and I that was that name has had a lot of cachet. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, in fact, that really drew me into being interested. But after a year or two, I'm not sure exactly what happened. Um, um, it took a while for for it to happen. And meanwhile, uh, the component of support, uh, Journey of Hope, uh, somebody came from National that trained people here to be support group leaders, mm-hmm. too. And I didn't get as involved in that, but um, Judy Nass and... Um, 
Sue Richardson were trained as part of that group, and I'm not sure who else was in that. But they, for several years, had support groups here in St. Paul that were really very effective. Mm-hmm. And um, I've talked to Judy uh, recently, and she was saying how much, as the leader, how much help she got from it, and and Sue did as well, and uh, as the people that were in the group. Absolutely. Um, and I, I don't know, I think there were other people maybe uh, in the Journey of Hope organization involved with the support group uh, uh, that thought, like my husband, that two and a half hours for 12 weeks was too much yeah. and wanted to shorten the program while Joyce Berlin wanted to keep it like it was. And so when the name changed, I was kind of sorry about that because family to family didn't have the cachet. But basically, I didn't feel the education program was affected by it. And we just Mm -hmm. went ahead with it. The same kind of goals and content. Yeah, I saw no change. And I had agreed um, to, to be the leader of the the journey of the family to family education mm-hmm. part. And I wasn't sure what that meant at first, <laughs> um, but I had had a career both as a classroom uh, a professor and also as an administrator at a college. And so I knew kind of what leadership meant and mm-hmm. I worked my way into seeing what was needed. And, um, the uh, the first group of us that were trained, there was a group from uh, St. Cloud. Um, there was a, a, a strong NAMI organization in St. Cloud. There were a couple of people from St. Paul, and they were interested in taking the course to the black community. And um, there was somebody from Stillwater, and Rochester also had a strong affiliate. And there were, you taught in uh, teams of two. Mm-hmm. So um, we had, you know, that many. And I don't really remember the other people that were in the group of teachers that were trained early on. Um, but uh, that was that was it. Now, I didn't sign up for the training with, uh, you know, somebody that was going to teach with me, but there was a woman there and she was in the same boat. So she and I decided we'd teach together and she was from Lionel Lakes Mm -hmm. and it was up to us to find a place to hold our classes. And we knew uh, churches or maybe uh, the the women who wanted to teach in the black community went to the library um, in St. Paul on, on university and held their classes there. My um, co-teacher, Diane Wagaman, that I really didn't know at all, mm-hmm. said she'd find us a place, and she called me and said she'd found a place. I felt like we were going off the end of the earth. We were teaching at... <laughs> um, St. John of the Wilderness Church okay. in White Bear Lake. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I was, hadn't been in Minnesota very many years. and uh, But, you know, we held it there and we got, uh, we we're supposed to have 20 people and we had no trouble getting that many people uh, signed up for it. And we had a really good experience. Oh, good. So. That's awesome. Yeah, and the way the, the, um, the courses run, and what I discovered as a uh, director of it, uh, courses uh, 
the family family classes begin in the fall. So you go September, October, November, and then there's a break for the holidays and the January weather and all that. And then another class, and those of us who agreed to teach uh, say we'll do it for two times. Mm -hmm. And so you can have another class then March, April, May, that sort of thing. Meanwhile, as a director, I had to find a whole new uh, group of people to train to teach the classes. So I would call um, the current teachers and uh, see who in the class, you know, seemed like they might be a good teacher and who, who would be interested in doing that and get some suggestions. And I would call, contact those people. And then I would also call affiliates around the state uh, and talk about the program. And, and people were beginning to hear about it out mm-hmm. in the state. And they wanted to have the class offered, you know, in Hibbing or someplace like that. So we eventually got uh, teachers to come from out in the state, and then we would have a training in early June, and uh, would be at a retreat center sort of Mm -hmm. thing. And our new executive director, John Whalen, he, you know, knew where we might go, and and, uh, uh, the state paid for the materials that we handed out to the people in the classes, and the state also paid for the retreat center costs of training uh, 20 new teachers. Wow. So that's kind of how it worked. <laughs> that is great. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll emphasize that family to family is free for people to attend. And you commented on these types of programs being expensive to, to operate, but NAMI Minnesota is covering the costs for people to attend for free. Yeah, exactly. And it's going strong today still. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. As, as I said, I hadn't um, career as an educator, and I I found that I was fairly talented at being an administrator, maybe more talented than being in the classroom. Mm. Um, and I came to feel like, although I was 60 when I started doing this, that as far as I personally was concerned, uh, it was the peak of my career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some people's careers peak in their 40s, but I felt like this was really the most satisfying thing that I did. And I got a lot of um, help from the people in the classes and in the trainings. Um, we supported each other very nicely there, too. It was That's it great. was great. Uh-huh. Oh. And, and another thing that I did to build um, um, students for the classes or participants, I, I, they weren't really students, they were more participants, was I would go to like um, a... Uh, a place where people were receiving services like uh, a social work uh, organization or uh, nurses or something like that and talk about family to family. And they would send people to us too. So NAMI really started to grow as a result Mm -hmm. of this program. So... That's great. Yeah, yeah. It was... I can't hardly stop talking. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like that... Was maybe one of your main accomplishments oh, with, your, it, with Nami? Are there yeah, other accomplishments? It definitely that, was. Are there other accomplishments that you're proud of that you can well that, things that you um, think of? I, I I sometimes wondered why I let myself 
get uh, on the board. But <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I I'm not a person who will really ask a lot of questions. I kind of take a report and process it and think yeah. about it, you know, and come back later or something. But I found that the board meetings were a good place for me to talk about family to family and how it was coming. And I was, you know, selling the board members on mm -hmm. this program, too, because we we're spending a significant amount of money on sure. it, especially in those early days when we didn't have a lot of other ways uh, to bring in money. So um, I, I found that that was, was really helpful. And the board then began to see that family to family was helping us grow, too. Yeah. So that, and there were quite a few uh, businessmen on the board, and I had, because I had this background as an educator and also uh, being a member of the community and being on some boards like uh, United Way boards and stuff like that, uh, I was very comfortable with evaluating the executive director and working on the budget and mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So when it got so that in spite of all the help we got for family to family, that we needed maybe some new leadership mm -hmm. uh, in terms of staff, uh, I was comfortable with working with that. And, um, and eventually then I agreed to be president of the NAMI uh, Minnesota board. Okay. Did that for a year or two. And then um, my husband was going to retire, and I knew I wasn't going to be there forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. So um, that, but that was what I did, as well as the family to family thing. And then we moved away, and at the end of 1999. Yeah. So how many staff members? We're at NAMI, Minnesota when well, you were on the board. <laughs> yeah, I used to be up in the office all the time. I was, yeah. you know, a volunteer, but I, I was like I was on staff. And there was an executive director. There was a person who worked part-time and did the newsletter. Okay. And then there was Tom Johnson, who, who worked full-time. And he'd been in that original group of Journey of Hope trainees and had taken the journey of hope back to rochester and then he um joined the staff here and he and i uh, were the ones that did quite a bit of training um for several years early on but john he was i think his title was assistant executive director or something like that tom i didn't mean to, john i meant tom mm -hmm. and um I think that was it as yeah. far as staff was concerned. There were a couple times when somebody worked part-time um, and that didn't work out either for the person or for the organization. So we had a very small staff, yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. And how do you see, I guess, thinking about your impression of NAMI Minnesota oh, now? What do you, just... How do you compare the... <laughs> Back well, you know, and now that we're we're back living in Indiana again, I compare it to NAMI, Indiana, mm -hmm. too. And uh, Sue Abderholden is just 
been phenomenal in the way that she has built NAMI Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And I would guess from the feedback that I get that this is a flagship state organization that national refers people to is um yeah the best thing that that happened and i wasn't i didn't have anything to do with hiring her uh there were a couple of other people in the interim uh after we left but once sue came on board i began to really <laughs> notice uh what was happening how many staff are there now anyway well, i think there's about 30 yeah counting part-time people that's just I phenomenal think. Just phenomenal. Yeah, I don't know the exact number, but... Yeah. The other uh, phenomenal thing that happened with Family of Family is there was a woman, a young woman named uh, Ruan Frenette, who took the class in Minneapolis, and and uh, she was just a natural. And I would sometimes go, like, if the the teachers in, in Minneapolis couldn't be there, uh, I would go substitute for them and got acquainted with Ruan and saw how talented she was. So then she and I started training the other teachers, and Tom Johnson then didn't have to come and, you know, help from the staff. And uh, Ruan then began to be used by National uh, as a trainer, she was sent by herself to train in Alaska, in Taiwan. So, in other words, wow. our uh, program here in Minnesota uh, began to help national. Mm -hmm. So it was a two-way street. That's uh, and that's another good thing, you know, that happened. Wow. So That's good. How do you see, how have you seen the the mental health system chain over, change over the years. Yeah. Not just NAMI, but the, the mental health system. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, as a result of NAMI Minnesota, the mental health system here has improved a whole lot and is delivering services to people, you know, m more services, much better, Um and really, all I know is what I read in the in the newsletters and talk to my friends here still. And then my final question is, is there anything that you want to add that we didn't talk about? Anything else you'd like to say? Oh, I guess other i I wanted to be sure and say, you know, that I felt like working with family to family was the peak of my career as an educator. And I did want to mention, I uh, think it's really, I like to think of uh, the Im impact of uh, NAMI and the Family to Family program uh, on things outside the NAMI organization as, and, as well as uh, outside in the national uh, NAMI organization, too. And I think one indication of our wider impact was the fact that we received an award from the Minnesota um, Adult Education Organization in about 1998 um, for our, our uh, program of adult education mm -hmm. through family to family. Wow. Um, and I imagine there have been other awards since I left town <laughs> mm -hmm. that I just haven't heard about because NAMI Minnesota is the kind of place that brings those things to fruition. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one I want to ask too. You you said 
your experience with with Journey of Hope um, as the peak of your career as an educator mm-hmm. but compared mm-hmm. to what other education background that you're specifically that you had? Well, I, I had a sort of a spotty background because I was a person who followed my successful husband around. Um, but I, uh, for a while, I taught in the women's studies program. Uh, I was one of the early people in that field, and I taught a, uh, courses at Eastern Michigan University in Ypsilanti. And then I got into administration and was... Um, international student advisor at Oberlin College in Ohio. And uh, then soon after that, my husband became president of a liberal arts college in Iowa. And uh, the president's wife just needs to stay away from what (laughs) (laughs) political things or or anything else that that her husband is into. Uh, So then I got more active in civic affairs at that point. Wow. So... And then educating through NAMI really kind of did yeah, it for you. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, oh, it, really, it really was my best experience. That's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having this conversation today. Well, I'm happy to do that, Brian, and yeah. um, Thanks, wish, wish you well, too. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. NAMI, Minnesota, champions justice, dignity, and respect for all people affected by mental illnesses. Through education, support, and advocacy, we strive to eliminate the pervasive stigma of mental illnesses, affect positive changes in the mental health system, and increase the public and professional understanding of mental illnesses. NAMI Minnesota vigorously promotes the development of community mental health programs and services, improved access to services, and increased opportunities for recovery. NAMI Minnesota is located at 800 Transfer Road, Suite 31, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55114. Call us at 651-645-2948 or toll free at 1-888-NAMI-HELPS or email NAMIHELPS at NAMIMN.org. NAMI Minnesota's website is NAMIHELPS.org. Outside of Minnesota, visit NAMI.org to find your state NAMI organization.